Yo. Yo. Oh, Lord. Serial killer is my favorite pastime. Lord have mercy. What is it with women and, and killers? I, I, I mean, I get it, but okay, I get it. You guys like killers. <laughs> Linda, hey, what's happening? Edward, what's happening? Um, yeah, just come on in and take a seat. Let me, while I look up some stats real quick, really, really, really quick. Okay. Meal. Do that's a serious. Do 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 do. What a do do do. What? Nah, I don't, I don't want it. I'm good. Killers. There were some stats I was looking at. I kind of wanted to see. Nah, I don't want that. Mm. This is old, nineteen ninety. I don't want that. Just bear with me. I'm 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 looking up stats. Twenty twenty. Well, let's do 2020. That's highways. Okay, okay. Okay, 2018. Mm, I don't like that. Okay, here we go. I think we... Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Welcome, everybody. What's up? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Yes. Yes. Listen. Yes, Ray, we're going to do it. We're going to air some dirty laundry tonight. You gonna air some dirty laundry because <laughs> it doesn't get talked about enough. You know, listen, I I tire of the um, of the white people do it too narrative trope. You know, what I'm saying I, I, that shit's so old to me. Like I'm so over that shit. So you know, I, <laughs> like you can't. You can't blame white folk for all of your ills and problems as a community. And I would argue, you know, it, go, it goes back, depending on your spirituality, you know, people keep saying there's some people that believe that the black man is the original devil, which if you believe black folk were f first, then yes, we're the first of everything, good, bad, and everything in between, okay? Um... <laughs> So if you if you're the type of the, that believes black folk are the original devil, all right. Well, I'm going to give you examples as to why, um, when it comes to certain 
actions that we take amongst each other, then yes, we rival some of the most violent acts uh, performed by man and, and woman. So just to be fair, okay, where's all, oh, I got them. I found some, I found a few of them. All right. I found a few. So we're going to put this bullshit to bed tonight about, you know, white folk do it too. And you know what I'm saying? And even still, we'll never get the true numbers of, of the population numbers. Cause, um, you know, at one point Irish wasn't considered white at one point, um, Italians weren't considered white. You know what I'm saying? So that, the number of black serial killers, I think they, I think they're not telling the real numbers. I could be wrong, but once again, you know, what is black and who identifies as black skippy, blah, blah, skippy. So let's do this. Um, welcome to the show. Do me a favor, hit the like button, uh, on your way in. And, uh, we're going to get into this thing. I'm going to take my time with it. I'm not going to rush. But we're going to, yes, we're going to hurt some feelings tonight. I'm pretty good at that. Okay. Uh, let me switch. Hold up. Let me switch views. Because I've been playing around with my screens. Let's see here. Is it going to let me do it? Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to go this. We're going to unpack this together as a group, as a tandem, uh, you know. So give me one moment. Okay, here we go. You ready? Like I said, it's lengthy. I got examples of, of serial killer, black serial killers that you didn't even know about. Some you may have known about, but we're going to get into it tonight. All right, here we go. Now, first things first, I want to show you. This was from 1990. This article is from 1990. All right. Now, here were the numbers of serial killers from 1990. Out of 544 cases of serial killers involving about 750 individual murders and estimated 5,336 to 6,300 victims, roughly. This is from 1990, okay? Uh, out of roughly 5,000 to 6,000 victims, 74% of the murderers were from the United States, where 85% were male, 8% were female, and the sex was undetermined in the cases in which the offender was still at large. Okay. In addition to 82% of American serial killers were white. 15% were black. That's not a small number. Okay. Now, if you, if you believe that there's 30 million black people, if you believe those population numbers, which we know is bullshit, but I'm just, this humor me. If you believe 30 million people, black people exist, live in America, 15% of them committed, uh, murders, serial killers. You know what I'm saying? Like there's murders and then there's serial killers. So out of 30 million black people, 15% of them were serial killers. This is from 1990 and then getting to the numbers again and 2%, 2.5% were Hispanic. Okay. And continue on 87% operated alone while 10% committed their crimes in pairs or groups. 
Some committed their crimes in specific geographic lo- uh, areas, while others traveled widely. Motives were often psychological, with strong sadosexual overtones and evidence of compulsive behavior. And when I break down these murderers, these killers, a lot of it is sex-based. A lot of it is sex-based, okay? Uh, since 1969, 8% of the cases involved practitioners of Satanism, while another 5% involved members of the medical profession. You nurses out here killing people. Nurses. I see you, RNs, LPNs, CNAs, smothering people with pillowcases and shit and putting uh, air bubbles in the fucking IVs. Hitting people with sodium pentothal. Hey, stop. Okay. Y'all out here killing people too. <laughs> this was from 1990. All right. U.S. Department of Justice. Now let's get to this stat here. I can't see the comments. Bear with me. I just want to go make sure I'm up in the comments. Okay. 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 Now here is, this is from a site. How old is this? It doesn't give it to me. But right, roughly you have. Okay, race. Okay, it is showing the graph above. Uh, committed serial killings. Okay, known serial killers come from all ethnic groups, races, and different cultural uh, groups. Racial diversity of serial killers mostly reflects on the United States population. Whites have the greatest percentage of population, of course, followed by African Americans and Hispanics. African-Americans are the, are the largest racial minority in the United States and also among serial killers. The graph above depicts subjects, race, and body count from the years 1900 to 2015. 1900 to 2015. Now, I want to get to the... I want to get to the... Now, here we go with the body counts. Whites have a staggering body count of 1,660, followed by blacks with 859. Hispanics count at 148, Asians count is 160, Native Americans at 16, and other at 2. It is a common misconception that all serial killers are white males. Law enforcement, the public, and especially media has a tendency to overplay and stereotype the white serial killers and their victim selection and make them more fascinating, popular icons. It creates an exaggerated and almost celebrity status for these killers and want to be killers. Okay. Uh, They mentioned Wayne Williams. We're not going to get into Wayne Williams because that case was bullshit. Okay. They say he killed 27 black kids pay attention to those numbers 27 we all know wayne williams was set up this is the atlanta child murders so i can't use that i throw that shit out out the window okay so he was accused of killing 27 kids but was only convicted of killing of, of only convicted of actual two murders anywho uh one of the most infamous hispanic serial killers is richard ramirez known as the night stalker this motherfucker shot, stabbed, and beat up 16 victims in the California area, was sentenced to death in 89. Charles Ng, a Chinese-American, is suspected of killing up to 25 women in California, is currently on death row at San Quentin. Billy Richard Glaze is a well-known Native American serial killer. He believed that other Native uh, women should be raped, stabbed, and murdered. He is suspected of at least 50 murders, 
but only convicted of three and police are investigating the fourth. Okay. Um, influences uh, uh, to become a serial killer, uh, dysfunctional environments, childhood trauma, lack of education, demographics, each plays a significant role on the upbringing and everyday living of these type of people. The environment determines who is going to be around them and influence them. Childhood trauma is one of the greatest factors in why serial killers become killers. Many have been abused mentally, physically, and or sexually, and the trauma then carries into their adulthood. Education also plays a large factor in whether or not crime carries into one's life. Okay. Now, let me do this. Let me stop this. And then we're going to get into the actual killers themselves. All right. Yes, n nurses, <laughs> nurses and doctors be killing people a lot, lot. I'm only strictly, this is strictly American. Now, the, the, I have examples from Africa too. I got to listen, I'm going to throw everybody under the bus tonight. Africans, you're about to get this work too, okay? <laughs> what she said, not the CNAs. They're killing after two weeks in class. Oh, Lord, Lord. I'm not, but there's my man, keep it techie. Keep your techies in the house. So let me pull up the actual list of killers. And we're going to go in and we're going to go over this together as a group. Okay. All right. Where's my email? Pull up the email. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. Hilarious. First, we're going to do African Africa. We're going to do 10 famous infamous rather Black serial killers from Africa. And you're going to look at these motherfuckers and tell these some killers. All right. Let me look this. Let's go over this shit together. Look at this motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker look like a killer. Bitch ass nigga. Sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shit. I already know this. Tell me something I don't know. Look at this motherfucker, yo. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. Now I must kill you. <laughs> this nigga look like he will kill you. Strip you of your bones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And use them shits to, uh, to tell the future. You know how the old witch... Do the chicken bones. This nigga would use your actual human bones. <laughs> you bitch ass nigga. <laughs> ah, the last word. Hey, one of his victims be like, the last thing I heard before it all went dark was he called me a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> ah. Okay, let me stop playing. Let me get in. Let me get into the fucking killing. Ten most infamous black serial killers from Africa. I'm leading off with Africa because we're gonna get them out the way first. Because y'all know, listen, 
no diss, but Africans be killing at a at a level that I don't. <sighs> I mean, listen, the Tutsis and and the Hutus, and you had that whole shit in the Congo. I re- Darfur. I remember as as a, a young teen. No, I was like in the age 20, 20, 21, 22. And I was like, you know what? One day I'm, I'm going to adopt a kid from Darfur. Because all you heard was Darfur, Darfur, Darfur. Those that that old enough. And yo, Africans be killing. They don't be killing. They just be. What's another word for killing? Not murdering, but just. I mean, these motherfuckers, you know, they over there cutting off breasts. You, you know what I'm saying? Cutting off genitals. These motherfuckers, and y'all want to sit here and tell me we get it from the white people. We've been hanging around Esau too long, and we've been, you know, intermingling. I hate when people say that shit. All them pro-black niggas always want to blame the white man for how when black folk get to killing. You know what I'm saying? The the, the brutality in the killing, right? Because they like to say, well, we learn from them. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. All right, <laughs> it's massacre. Now nah, I need something more than that. <laughs> massacre ain't gonna cut it. I, you know, um, let's just get into it, man. Let's just get into it. All right, Africa has had its fair share of black serial killers, although many were not documented due to a lack of forensic and modern means of investigating that will have uncovered patterns that are usually attributed to serial killing. Turns out it's not just a white thing. Okay. Um, below are 10 of the most dangerous black serial killers in the African continent who were caught and convicted. All right. Hajj Muhammad Mesfewi, a Moroccan public letter, uh, letter writer, cobbler turned serial killer drugged and murdered his victims and then robbed them of their belongings. He was assisted by a 70-year-old woman known as Rahali. Mesfewi murdered over 36 women. 26 were buried under his shop and remaining 10 also buried in another property in which he owned. Okay. He was sentenced to be crucified in 1906, but the foreigners and diplomats at the time appealed for a different method of death. He was later buried alive. Nice. In June of 1906 and finally gave up the ghost two days later. Wow. Now I like that. Bury a motherfucker alive. I bet they won't do it again. Okay. Let's go. Let's do our next pair. Oh, we got some sisters. Oh shit. Black women, women in general. Listen, I, I. <laughs> Wait, hey, listen, I'll say this for women. When they, when they snap, they kill and be on a different level too. I, I listen, when a woman gets to killing, you know what I'm saying? They kill on a different level too. They get, they'll take it there. The Araya and Sakina, the murderous sisters of Egypt were the first women to be publicly executed for joint killings of a minimum of 17 women. These sisters formed a team of five, which included their male partners and an accomplice involved in drug prostitution and murder. 
Investigations started in 1920 when a burial room full of female remains was discovered and rented in the name of Raya and Sakina. With the purpose of robbery, it was easy for them, for the team of five to hold down their female victims at different body parts and wait till they suffocated to death to take the loot. Wow. Okay. 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 Elias uh, Zidavizuzzi. Okay. Another uh, Adderidgeville murderer, a South African known as the Panga Man as a result of his ruthless use of the machete to torture, kill, and dismember the white victims he targeted. He is believed to be a psychotic social activist killer because of the race of his victims. In November of 1960, he was hanged for killing a total of 16 Caucasian male and female. All right. Moses Sitoli, a South African popular known as the ABC killer, relating the first alphabets of the town he uh, perpetrated the killing spree, Adderidgeville, Boxburg, and Cleveland. Satoli skillfully enticed his victims into vacant fields using false pretenses, raped, and killed them. He was captured in 1995, convicted in 97 of raping 40 victims and killing 38 by murder. He was sentenced to 2,410 years and eligible for parole after 930 years, of course, which will never happen because he should most likely be long dead. Most recent reports in the year 2000 on Satoli is that he had been infected with HIV while in prison. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, here we go. Muapa Cedric Maki. Maki was a serial rapist and killer from South Africa, popularly known as the Wemmer Pan Hammer Killer. He terrorized the Wemmer Pan area by attacking and killing men and women with a hammer, raping and clubbing them to death. He did not have any specific age group that he targeted. Some he killed in their shops, on the road, or in cars. He used any weapon that suited him, rocks, guns, or hammer. His unique signature, however, however, was that he stole the victim's shoes. He was charged with a total of 1,340 years in prison for the 134 crimes he committed between 96 and 97. Talk about putting in work. Jeez. Let me check these comments real quick. <laughs> ah, shit, man. Listen, South Africa is a whole nother get down over there. Let's keep it going. Charles Kansa, also known as the Kumasi Strangler. Charles was arrested in 2000 for the murder of his girlfriend and later many more female bodies found in a supine position with their legs opened wide, having been raped and strangled were attributed to him. The Ghanaian had first been jailed for rape in 1986. Unfortunately, after his arrest, the killings and serial murder still continued leading to a political and public menace with the death count rising up to 34. Could be a copycat. Hmm. We can throw this one out. 
Oh, here we go. Got to be a Moroccan. You got to have a Moroccan in here somewhere. Okay. <clears throat> Abdullahi Hadi, another Moroccan killer who attacks male teenagers. You, known as the Tarudant serial killer, started his vile acts of attacking, gagging, raping, and killing his victims in 2001. In 2004, the bodies of nine male teens were discovered under a shack where Hadi had worked. He admitted to killing, saying he enjoyed suffocating his victims while he abused them sexually. He was sent sentenced to death in 2004. All right. This guy here, Jimmy Makata, Jimmy Makata, a psychopath and a serial killer of South African descent, attacked and killed 16 victims who worked as farm laborers in Cape Town between April to December 2005. He was convicted of 19 counts of rape in 2007. Mansur Al-Turbini. Oh, this motherfucker looks... Oh, wow. Okay, this Egyptian is known as the most bizarre serial killer in Africa. He formed a gang of street children who engaged in rape killing and abducting other street children. My God. Most of the killings were committed on moving trains from Cairo to Alexandria up in the carriage roofs. He and his gang will rape and kill the children and toss them overboard, which is where he got the name Al Torbini literally means express train. Wow. Mansour buried some of his victims along the, uh, the banks of the Nile river in 2006. He was captured for 30 street children. He killed and sentenced to death in 2007. After death, his name became commercialized in his hometown where he had taxis, sandwich, and lambs named after his popular nickname, Al Torbini. Now, why would you, why, why would you name anything after a serial killer? Okay, okay, you know what? That's how they do over there. That's how they do over there. Okay, this motherfucker looks, yeah. <laughs> I told you, you bitch ass nigga. <laughs> told you i told you you bitch ass nigga <laughs> david tabo Similane. all right a swaziland serial killer was convicted of rape and robbery in 1976 he denied the charges of rape and began a killing spree out of anger at the wrong accusation in 1997 he lured women and children into the woods of malkern's feigning holding job prospects he killed and buried them in shallow graves with the help of a Vilakati, an accomplice, uh, who, whose end later came in 2001 when he was shot dead by the police. Similane was sentenced to death in 2011 after being found guilty of 28 murders, including pregnant women. Okay. All right, let me, uh, let me go back to my other screen. All right, that's, that's, that's the Africans that, jeez. Now let's, let's go to good old America. Mm, let me see something. Okay. All right, all right, here we go. All right, now we're going back to the home team. Let me catch up on the comments. Let me catch up on the comments. He <laughs> look like bro, man. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> man, listen. Um, 
Hey, hey, what's happening? What's happening? That movie side. Yeah, the movie hostile with the little badass kids. Shit. <laughs> Look at what savages in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, there's serial killers everywhere. I don't get your point, but okay. Um why don't they just say sentence? Um I mean, that's legalese. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Here we go. Let's go into the next one. Okay. 10 black serial killers who once terrorized American towns. And there is a system. So let's, let's get into it. Shall we? Okay. This is the stat I was looking for. This is from February. So this can't nobody say shit. 25th, 2021. Literally last year, a year ago. Okay. While white people represent 58% of serial killers, black people also contributed a significant amount to the American serial killer population at about 30%. 30%. So from 1990 to 2021, the black serial killer population has doubled. That's 30% people. That's a fucking lot. That's a lot, lot. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, and we're going to come back to Mr. The Mr. Little, because I, I don't think people understand how many people uh, this man has killed and how many people he's forgotten he's killed. We're going we're gonna to break him down after this article. Samuel Little. Okay. Can't say DC sniper. No, 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 no. This nigga here. Okay. He's considered the most prolific and probably the deadliest serial killer in the United States history. Okay. This is more than the Boston Strangler, Night Strangler, Ted Bundy, Dahmer. You understand? Uh, uh, Jack the Ripper. This nigga beats them all. <laughs> Jeez. Though he was arrested several times, serial killer and serial rapist Little managed to avoid the justice system for his murders for almost four decades. While only being convicted for 50 murders, Little proclaims he killed 93 people, with the majority of the victims being women. Little was eventually caught in 2012 when LAPD connected Little to two unsolved murders. The trial began in 2014 in which he was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences without parole. Little died at the age of 80 in December 2020. This nigga just checked out. We're going to throw Wayne Williams out of there because that's all ritual shit. This nigga here. Paul DeRusso or DeRusso. Known as the cabbie killer. DeRusso is unlike any other serial killer on this list uh, as he was only convicted for one murder, but he was accused of killing others. DeRusso was a Jackson, Zach, uh, sorry, Jacksonville, Florida cab driver who would befriend his victims before killing them. Over the course of six years, he allegedly raped and strangled his victims in Georgia and Florida. DeRusso was arrested in 2003 for the 99 murder of Teresa Mack and was later sentenced to death by lethal injection in Jacksonville, Florida. Prosecutors on DeRoso's trial refused to try him on other murders he committed. 
2017, his death sentence was thrown out by the Florida Supreme Court and ordered he face a new hearing. DeRusso is currently sitting on death row in Jacksonville. Okay. This guy here, Carl Eugene Watts. Let's get into it. They have some of the most colorful names. Like, you know, like the be a serial killer, you get some awesome names. Like the, the Midnight Strangler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or the Slasher. <laughs> like serial killers get some dope ass names. Between 1974 and 1982, Carl Eugene Watts murdered over a dozen women and across the nation dubbed the Sunday morning slasher. That is a cool ass name. Watts either stabbed, strangled, or drowned his victims. It was not until August of 1982 that Watts's reign of terror ended. In 2007, Watts was sentenced to two life sentences for the murders of Gloria Steele in 74 and Helen Dutcher in 79. Watts confessed to an, to an additional 12 murders in Texas, but was given immunity by the court. In the same year he received a sentencing, Watts died to prostate cancer at age 53 in the Michigan hospital. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, here we go. Here we go. A sister. <laughs> Roberta Elder. Uh, Roberta Elder is one of the few black female serial killers in American history, and her crimes went under the radar for some time. It is assumed her killings began as early as 1938 but the exact date hasn't been determined. Elder was nicknamed Mrs. Bluebeard. Uh, let me highlight it. Which can be defined as women who kill their own family members. Elder's crimes were almost never known until her husband, Reverend William Elder, died under suspicious circumstances. When the coroner found arsenic in Reverend Elder's body, like his daughter, who previously passed away, suspicions grew on Roberta. Police started to investigate Elder and discovered 10 additional murders that she may have been responsible for. Her assumed victims were her own family members in which she immediately grabbed their life insurance policy once they died. Elder was arrested and convicted to life sentence on the presumption that she had poisoned her husband, although all evidence was circumstantial. This chapping lad here anthony sowell <laughs> after being released from prisoner for a rape charge anthony sowell known as the cleveland strangler god damn it i want a fucking serial killer name god damn it call slide a motherfucking inquisitor strangler i don't know shit <laughs> Uh, started to murder women. His victims fit the profile of women who who engaged in sex, work, and drugs. Sowell led women to his house with the promise of alcohol or drugs and then killed them. Sowell, Sowell murdered 11, 11 women between 2007 and 2009 when the police eventually caught up, caught up to him. Police were tipped off by a woman who managed to escape Sowell and reported him for rape. Sowell was arrested in 2009 after police discovered 10 decomposing bodies in his house. Sowell died in February 2021 from a terminal illness at Ohio's Franklin Medical Center at the age of 61. Oh, then I got another sister. You thought, you thought I was done. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. He <laughs> said Mr. Brown was tripping. And I said she was a businesswoman. God damn it. I can't stand you all that night. 
y'all is <laughs> y'all own it y'all y'all act a fool in these chat y'all act a plum fool right from cali to the east coast and all points in between <laughs> wait wait yeah corlock yeah wait a minute hoteps and pro blacks say only white people do that i'm telling you man i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm telling you wait so killers forgetting they, they kill numbers i thought they kept tabs Y'all hell at these comments. He said, Uncle Phil tripping. I can't with y'all right now. Lord have mercy. All right. Okay. Let me get back to the let me get back to the article. Wait, see over where you at? Just call slot <laughs> Yo, Strangler just gives us that much punch. You know what I'm saying? Killer don't don't do it any justice. Strangler, it's like goddamn strangler. <laughs> ah shit. Oh word, that shit right down the highway from me. That's crazy, yo. That's crazy. All right, here we go. Okay, back to the to the nonsense. Deborah Brown, this sweet thing here, committed a string of murders with her accomplice and boyfriend Alton Coleman in 1984. The couple went on a crime spree that lasted 53 days and spread over six states. The crime that led to Brown and Coleman's arrest was the murder of Tamika Turks in Gary, Indiana. Turks seven. Oh gosh. Seven was strangled to death by the couple after being lured into the woods on her trip to the candy store with her aunt, Annie Hillard. Damn. Hillard managed to survive the attack in the woods and immediately alerted the police. When Turks's body was found, a serial killer or the, the, the killer couple had already moved on to commit other crimes such as murder, robbery, robbery, and kidnapping. Coleman was added to the FBI's 10 most wanted list, though it would take weeks to catch him. Uh, during the 53 day crime spree, Coleman and Brown committed eight murders, seven rapes, three kidnappings, and 14 armed robberies. In 1986, Brown was initially sentenced to death, but the sentencing was withdrawn in 2018 due to Brown's mental disability. Brown was the only woman on Indiana's death row until the change in sentencing. So even back then, a certain class of people were getting uh, protection to a certain extent. Well, they wouldn't face the full extent of the law, right? But that's another narrative for another day. Jeez, that's that's the black version of Bonnie and Clyde. E. Okay, this guy here, Benjamin Atkins, known as the Woodward Corridor Killer. That's see how catchy these names are, right? <laughs> known as the Woodward Corridor Killer, Benjamin Tony Atkins committed a string of murders in the Detroit area between '91 and '92. Atkins raped and murdered 11 Williams, whose bodies would be found in abandoned buildings in Highland Park and Detroit. All victims were prostitutes in the area, which Atkins highly despised. Ah, there it is there. Atkins lured the women into buildings with the promise of cocaine. Only one victim survived the attack, although she was still raped by Atkins. It has been revealed Atkins was raped at the age of 10, which may have led him to become a serial killer. Atkins was charged with 11 counts of first degree murder and one count of first degree sexual conduct and would, and was, uh, and was given 11 
consecutive life sentences in 1992. Atkins died of, in 97 due to an infection related to HIV. Hmm. Interesting. Darren Van. Does he have a cool name? No, I didn't give him a cool name. Okay. Deemed Indiana's most prolific serial killer in its history. In its history. Darren Van was convicted of murdering seven women in 2014. A convicted sex offender, Van took his victims to abandoned homes where he strangled them to death. Van's spree ended when he took police to his last victim, Aneith Jones. After his arrest in 2014, Jones's body was found in one of five abandoned houses in which he would commit his crimes in Gary, Indiana. Van's trial lasted for four years, ending in 2018 when he was sentenced to life in prison after pleading guilty to murders. Van took a plea deal to avoid the death sentence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this nigga looks off. Yeah, come on. I mean, it's... Oh, he said Wayne's brother. What? <laughs> he said Warren Sapp. Wow, shit. Why people mad? Hey, listen, that's a good point. Um, you know that the prostitution thing, a lot of that's religious based, but I think it's a good thing if you legalize prostitution that would kind of take some of the heat off the women, right? But it is what it is. Look like a Pookie Shannon Sharp. This nigga said Candyman. Oh, you remember staying in that house? Holy shit. Damn, sis. That's what's up. I mean, that's not what's up, but that's what's up. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde robbed banks. These two, yeah, I, I'm about to say, yeah, they, I think they got Bonnie and Clyde beat, man. Seriously. Um, that happened here, right here in Dayton, Ohio. He had us going while in the house at sundown, Alton Coleman and Deborah Brown had the the town shook. That's crazy. yo. that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Cooked beef killer. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, here we go. Uh, Lonnie Franklin Jr. Oh, this is, listen, I don't give a fuck with nobody. This is the best killer name ever. Wait a minute. You ready for it? Known as the Grim Sleeper. Hold up. Hold up. I got to stop for a hot second. Let me, let me come back to y'all real quick. Bruh, the Grim Sleeper. That is dope. What? <laughs> That's like a battle rap name. The Grim Sleeper. <laughs> Wait a minute. Come on, listen. Listen. For real. The Grim Sleeper, though. That's that's catchy as hell, right? The Grim Sleeper. All right, let's get back into it. Let me stop wilding. Let me stop wilding. Oh wait, wait! <laughs> <He's sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, yo! Oh, you saw his doc on HBO? Yeah, right. The Grim Sleeper. Listen, listen. All respect due. That's a dope ass name. Can we? Can we just let's put all this shit to the side? Can we not agree that that's that's a dope ass? Name like the Grim Sleeper, like yo, son, yo, you hear that nigga? <laughs> Who, son, the Grim Sleeper? Yo, B word, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, I'm telling you right. 
I'm just saying. Okay, okay. All right. So we so we're in agreement. That was a that's a dope ass name. All right, let me get back to it. Let me stop playing. Let me get back into it. All right, the Grimms, that's dope as fuck. All right. This nigga. Lonnie Franklin Jr. committed murders between 1985 and 2007, targeting black female sex workers in Los Angeles. Committing his first murder at the age of 32, the grim sleeper did not fit the typical serial killer profile. Those who knew him deemed him as a friendly and quiet man. Okay. After preying on helpless and often ignored women for over 20 years, Franklin Jr. was arrested and convicted of murdering nine women and a child in 2016. That's fucked up. It is believed that he is responsible for at least 25 murders. He was sentenced to death on 10 counts of first degree murder and one count of attempted murder. Earlier this year, Franklin Jr. was found unresponsive in his cell as he waited on death row. No attempts were made to resuscitate him and he was pronounced dead, dead at the scene as they should not have. Okay. <laughs> All right. God damn. All right. So that's your 10, uh, infamous uh serial killers black african-american serial, whatever term you want to use okay so now we're going to get into actual the deep dive of samuel little okay because i i want to i want y'all to understand why they deem this man the most prolific serial killer in the goddamn country so uh let me pull up his file real quick All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Check some. Okay. All right. Now this is from 2019. But I want, I want y'all to uh, understand and see how far and wide ranging all the the, 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 the the list of victims is ridiculous at this point right okay all right so uh, 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 here we go five years after an analyst with the now this is that's here me let me run this back again this is from 2019 five years after an analyst with the FBI's violent criminal apprehension program. Okay. VCAP began linking cases to convicted murder Samuel Little. At, and after nearly 18 months after a Texas Ranger began to elicit from him a breathtaking number of confessions, the FBI has confirmed Little to be the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history. Now, some may say, well, this is another attack on black men to make the image of the black man, you know, the face of um, dysfunction and, 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 and violence. That's a fair point. But listen, um, this nigga killed people. Okay. And he killed a lot of people. Okay. Here we go. Little has confessed to 93 murders. And FBI crime analysts believe all of his confessions are credible. 
law enforcement has been able to verify 50 confessions with many more pending final confirmation. Now, mind you, this is from 2019. Little says he strangled his 93 victims between 1970 and 2005. Many of his victims' deaths, however, were originally ruled overdoses or attributed to accidental or un- undetermined causes. Some bodies were never found. Okay. For many years, Samuel Little believed he would never be caught because he thought no one was accounting for his victims. Even though he is already in prison, the FBI believes it is important to seek justice for each victim to close, to close every case possible. So they're still, they were still asking for help to identify the other victims, right? Okay, so here we go with the, uh, this nigga. Eww. Now, this is an unmatched confession. These are the, the women they're still looking for. So let's get into it. Uh, Little recounted that in 1971 or 72, he met an attractive 18 and 19-year-old transgender black woman in Miami. Little recalled her name was Marianne or Marianne. Little said Marianne was between five, six, five, seven t- feet tall um, and approximately 140 pounds. Little first met Marianne at a bar known as the Pool or Pool Palace near 17th Avenue in Miami. A few days later, they met again in a bar in Overtown where Little offered to give her a ride home. Little stated Marianne lived with several other roommates between Brownsville and Liberty City. When they arrived there, one of Marianne's roommates asked them to buy a can of shaving cream. So they returned to Little's car, a gold four-door Pontiac Le Mans. Uh, Little drove Marianne north on Highway 27 and killed her on a driveway, possibly near a sugarcane field. He then drove further down Highway 27 into the Everglades and turned on a dirt road that led to a river or swamp. Little dragged Marianne's body approximately 200 yards into the thick, muddy water. He does not believe the body was ever found. No, because the fucking alligators got to it. So let's, let's watch this little confession, shall we? Tell me about Mary Ann. She's what you nowadays they call a transgender. She's a black male dressed up as a female. Okay. How tall is, is she? Mary Ann's about five, seven, seven, five, six. She weighed about 135. Okay. One, maybe 140. And how old do you think she was? But she was 19. Okay. And where was she from? No, Miami, down in Liberty City. Okay. And did she, um, you mentioned before she had a boyfriend or she talked about a boyfriend? Name Wes. Wes? Yeah, yeah. And tell me about where you met her at. I seen her down at DeGuar on 17th Avenue and she had only short cream miniskirt. <clears throat> cream and red. So then this opportunity popped up mm-hmm. to take her to the store. Right. Wait. Do y'all do listen? Does this man sound crazy? He's lucid. He's clearly, a, you know, in control of all his faculties. This man remembers this shit vividly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If this man said he killed 93 people, I believe this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then he says the opportunity popped up. Wow. Let's continue with this nonsense. Right. Still, let me bring it back to the motherfucker. I went down 27 seat. That's going down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. called the uh, Alligator Alley. It, it turns into, it runs into Alligator Alley. Right. But the further out you get, the further you get out of Miami. Right. And you, you 
got vegetation. You know. Now, how far outside of Miami do you think you were? About, it wasn't too far out of Miami, right okay. there. I was in my stepdad's car, Pontiac Lemans. And where'd you take her to? Continued down 27. Mm -hmm. Got back on 27. Going outside of Miami. Okay. Miami. Going away from Miami. Going away from Miami. We okay. got down past the, uh, past the, let's say, limits. So I continued on toward Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And I seen a road going. Do y'all see how happy and excited he is? Like, I'm sure he's relishing, reliving, telling this moment to this, to this Fed officer. Like, he is living in the moment. Like, he's back there with, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Off the main road, back into the station mm -hmm. on the left side. So I got her out of the car, pulled her out, and drug her into the ropes back there and pulled her deeper into there's a path, a little path was running somewhere, I don't know where it led it to, mm -hmm. but it was running deeper into the undergrowth. Mm -hmm. it, it's like uh, Everglades like that. And we ran into uh, uh, some water running. And, but before we got to the water, the earth was mushy. I turned loose and she fell into it face down. And how far outside of Miami do you think you were? About a mile, two miles. Uh, what year did Mary Ann occur? Uh, 72. Okay, 1972. 19 motherfucking 72. Let's continue. Unmatched confession number two, North Rock, North Little Rock, Arkansas, 92-94. Little said he encountered a black female in the transient area of Little Rock, Arkansas between 92 and 94. He remembered it was cold and possibly snowing when they met. He described the woman as 24 years old, 5 feet, 5 inches, between 5 and feet, 5'7", five, um, approximately 200 pounds. So that's, a, she's thick. That's not, that's not a little woman. Okay, 5'7", 200 pounds. That she, she can tussle with you. You know what I'm saying? Little stayed with her on and off for about three days. He reportedly shoplifted with the woman. Then she sold the merchandise. Uh, little remembers being arrested for shoplifting in the North Little Rock Kroger grocery store. Records indicate that Little was in fact arrested by North Little Rock Police Department for shoplifting from a Kroger on April 20th, 1994. Wow. According to Little, he was released after approximately three hours so that he can move his vehicle, a 1978 yellow, yellow Cadillac Eldorado or possibly a yellow Dodge off the grocery store's property. Little stated that when he returned to his vehicle, the woman was sleeping inside. He first drove the woman to meet her ex, her her ex-boyfriend, a man called Bear. Uh, Little believes Bear is now deceased, then drove back, her back to the residence. Uh, he returned the following day and drove with her toward Benton or Bentonville, Arkansas, when they met outside Little Rock, uh, Little drove down a dirt road and manually strangled the woman to death. Little stated he placed the woman's body on a pile of branches and old corn stalks in or near a cornfield. He believes the woman's name may have been Ruth and that her mother lived in North Little Rock. Uh, let's get into it. Yeah, see, it says right here, she was too big for me to carry her. Like I said, a woman five, seven, 200 pounds, whether she's fat or in shape, that's a, that's a good sized woman. That's a tussle. Let's continue. North Little Rock. Tell me what that girl looked like. Oh man, I loved her. I forget her name. Oh wait, I think it was Ruth. This nigga said he loved her. My God. Okay. She was a heavy set, big old yellow girl, and had buck teeth. 
<laughs> he had a gap between the teeth. That's what it was. Do y'all see how excited he is telling the story? Like, man. And she, she was like a honey colored skin. And she had, uh, like, her hair was not really long. It was, how tall do you think she was? She was about five, seven. How much do you think she weighed? She weighed about close to, to 200, about 170. Pretty, pretty big girl. Yeah. Right. Now, where did you meet her at? Okay, down in the crack house. I was, they heard about six other girls were sitting on the porch doing some crack in there. I stopped to go in there. I seen the girl, that's why I stopped. We stayed together two days or more. I think about three days. We was going shoplifting. We went to Sears. We went to uh, Culver's, and that's where I got busted. Mm -hmm. They took me to jail, and she went and stayed in the car. And the manager of Culver's, I guess he got tired of her laying on his property in that car. He called the station where I was at in North, uh, North Arkansas to drop the charges. Mm -hmm. So he can come down and get this gal and car out of him. They cut me loose. So we was headed toward with that place where Walmart's uh, original store bent. I hooked off the road and back into that little woods. It was a cornfield back there. I pulled through it and on the other side of the cornfield was a trash pile. I parked the car facing out where I could see anybody coming in. So I, I pulled her out of the car. She's too big for me to carry. She's too big for me to carry her. Yikes. Carry her. So I just pulled her out of the car and laid on that trash that was lit there. So was it like a cornstalk pile or was it? Yeah, a, a bunch of cornstalks. What could you see from there? Uh, I could see the highway. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the woods is that way, but it's right outside of Little Rock. Uh, I was about ten miles from it. From North Little Rock, you think ten miles? Yeah, it was about ten miles. Okay. All right, so let's get into the next unmatched confession number three, I believe, if we're keeping track. Little stated that in pro approximately in '84, possibly in the summertime, he was driving his Lincoln Continental Mark III from Lorraine, Ohio, to Cincinnati. While en route, he met a 25-year-old white female outside of a strip club. He remembers her being 5'6", five, 5'7", five, uh, inches tall, and 130 to 170 pounds. Little describes her as having short blonde hair and blue eyes with a hippie appearance. She approached him and asked for a ride to Miami, Florida, saying her mother lived there. Little said he and the woman drove south on Interstate 75 when they reached Cincinnati. The two of them spent time downtown on Vine Street. Uh, they continued driving together across the river into northern Kentucky. Little described driving to a hilly area not far from I-75. He drove up the small dirt road to the top of the little round hill where he strangled the woman in the backseat of his car. He left her body on the top of the hill. The only thing I, I, I don't understand is what triggered him unless he just enjoyed killing and was just looking for opportunities to kill because most killers, it's a trigger. So you say something, you, you wear a certain color, uh, a certain tone is something usually sets them off to to make them this dude just killing to be killing indiscriminately so wow let's um i wanted to kind of just skip 
through to the part where he just kills them because I just don't want to I don't want to hear all this extra stuff I just want to get to the part where he kills them hey tell me about um, northern Kentucky the girl that you met in Columbus so you meet this girl <clears throat> I guess you're at a strip bar downtown Columbus I went on my car and uh, this white girl come out behind the building and I'm in my trunk she walked over to me, said, uh, come on, y'all, can you take me to Miami? Describe this girl to me. She white, black, what she looked like. She's white, blonde hair. Okay. All right, I'm going to skip ahead to where he just gets to, we're going to get to the murder part. Um, let me get to the murder part. Okay. The van in there, and by her being a hippie type, and she, oh, she wanted to get to that. But the police came over and peeped in, the, in our car. He really wanted me to move out of there. So we, instead of going in there, I took her the other way. Right. Around, winding around, they got hills out in Kentucky, and the road winds around the hills. Mm -hmm. I seen a little short road going up mm -hmm. the hill. Mm -hmm. And, and the up top, there was uh, vegetation. Wasn't no houses or nothing. And so I pulled up in there and, and concealed about the car in, in that little vegetation up there on top of the hill. Mm -hmm. So tell me about this, this road that goes up the hill. What kind of road is it? It was, it was like a dirt road. Okay. It was like dirt. The grass was growing in the middle between two tracks. When I left her up in, the, in that little road up there, on the side of that little road, she was like partially concealed by the vegetation and I left for there. This nigga, man, cold-blooded. Let's continue. I think this is uh, unmatched confession number four, number five. I, I, listen, I done lost count just that quick. 93, Little was driving his 1978 yellow Cadillac Eldorado to Los Angeles when he met a black woman on Owens Avenue or Jackson Street in, in Las Vegas. He described her as a thin, dark-skinned woman who approximately 40 years old, she was about 5 feet 5 inches tall and 120 pounds. Little believed the woman had naturally short hair but wore, but wore a long-haired wig. He remembered the woman pointing out her son, a black male who was approximately 19 to 23 years old. Little confessed to taking her to a motel room where he strangled her to death. He said he then placed the woman's body in the trunk of his car and drove to the outskirts of Las Vegas. He pulled off on a remote road and rolled the woman's body down a steep slope. He then threw her clothes out further down the road. It is highly likely that her body was never found. This nigga is cold-blooded. So I'm gonna jump, once again, I'm gonna jump to the actual killing part. So you basically roll her into a pretty big ditch that's got a bunch of... Well, it wasn't a ditch, it was a slope. Okay. That didn't look like a slope because of the vegetable, vegetation had grown up out of the slope right. and looked like you know it was you, you would think that the road would just be flat mm -hmm. but actually the road was going down mm -hmm. a slope like and that's why she rolled so this is a slope right off the road yeah okay and tell me about how far do you think you were outside of las vegas the road i was on was going towards searchlight so whatever the name of that road is, that's the road I was on. How far outside of Las Vegas do you think you were? Were you in Las Vegas? About, I was still in Las Vegas, yeah. Okay. But I was on the very outskirts. 
All right. The very outskirts. There was a couple of motels I remember, gas stations and everything. People scattered that, 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 because it was getting thin population as you go further out. Okay, if there's one thing I've noticed, and it's it's too easy for me to sit here and pick money like quarterback this shit and, and say, you know, we should have, could have, should have, would have. But the lack of situational awareness for these women, and I get it, it's the 70s, it's the 80s, it's the 90s, and you don't think, you, you know, the serial killer thing wasn't a real big thing. Like, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. But even still, in 2022, you have a lot of women that fail to use situational awareness okay there's a lot of women that fail to exercise situational awareness how many women are attacked and go missing during these festivals like carnival and all this extra shit you know even here even in new york um mardi gras people go missing every year i mean it's just i get it i get it like i said i'm not, I'm not trying to money night quarterback this thing so let's continue with the next unmatched confession uh, Little stated that in approximately 1982, possibly in the autumn, he met a black female in New Orleans. He described a woman as approximately 30 to 40 years old, roughly between 5'8 and 5'9, weighing 160, with honey-colored brown skin and medium-length straight hair. He remembers that she was wearing a pretty dress with buttons on the, on the front. Like uh, Little said, they met in a club where she was attending a birthday party with a group of friends and one of her sisters. Little left with the woman in his vehicle. So wait a minute. So this woman was attending a birthday party with a group of friends and one of her two sisters. Okay. The woman told Little that she lived with her mother who was sickly and possibly an invalid. The woman also gave Little keys to her. What the fuck? The woman also gave Little the keys to her house. Little drove the woman to the, the Little Woods exit off I-10 where he turned on a dirt road along a canal that was being dredged. They exited his car, then Little pulled the woman towards the canal where he killed her and left her and left the body. Afterwards, Little drove back to the motel where he was staying in, in uh, Pascagoula, Mississippi. Holy, listen, come on, y'all. I get it, it's 1982. Okay, let's continue with this shit. Offered me to dance with me. And while we were dancing, she says, uh, you want you want to go riding after this, you know, after this party's over? We walked outside and she looked and seen my car at Lincoln. She said, ooh, you know, that's a beautiful car too. So she had arm in arm, walking to the car. We got in, stopped at the gas station. We were on the highway 10. Going toward Slidell. Wait, I, I'm I'm sorry. I know where Slidell is. <laughs> I know where Slidell, Louisiana is. <laughs> yeah, I seen the sign say Little Woods. Mm -hmm. So I cut off. I took off the exit. Went and that sure enough was the road leading into the woods. <laughs> and we went in and parked. So we finally got to where we were going. And it was by. Uh, a bayou, a river, a little water thing, and the big, uh, they had a machine out there in that little river. Dredging. Dredging. Okay. I grabbed it by the legs and pulled it to the water. Mm -hmm. 
That's the only one that I ever killed by drowning. Describe. Yo, y'all hear this shit? Describe the location where she's left. Okay, I left her with her head still laying in the water. He said, I left her, her head was still in the water. God damn. Half her body in the underwater and the, the thighs and legs on the back. Wow. She was. Let's, uh. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Wow. Um, bruh, bruh. Okay. So we got some updates from 2019. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. Okay. So five cases had been removed after being confirmed by law enforcement. Two new cases had been added. One in Willoughby Hills, Ohio, and an additional case in New Orleans. Uh, two previously unmatched confessions have been linked to unidentified bodies or Jane Doe's. Eight new portraits have been added. Little draws of portraits based on his memories of the victims. Uh, April 2019. Okay, okay. Oh, this is all this. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is where... Listen, look at... Y'all see this shit? This nigga was cross-country killing women. God damn. Ah. Wow. This dude. Okay. Okay. Here are the more unmatched uh, victims. We got another white female from New Orleans. Um, okay. So this, com this confession, Kendall of Florida was confirmed, was matched to a Jane Doe. That one confession matched to a Jane Doe. We have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six unmatched, a confession matched to a Jane Doe here. Now, mind you, this is from 2019, so I'm sure by then they pretty much matched all of these. I could be wrong. Um, oh my God, look at all these women. And then we have these unmatches from LA from 87, 87, 87. Oh shit, 87, possibly. Victim possibly called Granny. Another victim in 87. Another victim in 87. And then we have another. Look at all these. Man, listen. Bruh. 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 This ain't the evil white man. So you're going to have a hard time trying to get mad at me if the feds call this nigga the most prolific serial killer in American history. This motherfucker done out killed Ed Gaines. You know, Leatherface, the original Leatherface, this nigga done, done um, <laughs> you know, like, you name the greatest serial killers, this, uh, this guy has outdone them all. Outdone them all. Bruh. Um, some people just have spirits in them. This man clearly was born under a bad sign. Clearly had a lot of shit in him that the only way you're going to get up out of him is, is a bullet to the head. Uh, I, I, I didn't know it was that many victims. Like to see it, you know, to see it like that, it's just like, wow, you see, you see, you hear 93, you see 93, but then to actually see all these, this is tragic, y'all. Yo, um, let me get to the comments. I'm sorry, my bad. <clears throat> We got family in Slidell. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. 
All right, all right. Hey, but you know what, Edward? That's how I'm sure a lot of these dudes started off was, was, was rejection. You know what I'm saying? Did this nigga ever say, I, I couldn't come up with a motive. Uh, this man has a thing for those rural roads. Yeah, I mean, because ain't nobody checking for that shit. If you, I mean, if you're going to, I mean, listen, everybody, if you live in Atlanta or Georgia, you know about the Chattahoochee River. There's a lot of bodies that have been dumped in the Chattahoochee River in Georgia. Like, you know, I mean, the Everglades in Florida, bodies turn up there all the time. You know, Mississippi River along certain banks of certain cities, bodies, you know. So if you're going to dump a body, some rural swampland area, river banks, shit like that, you know. So, yeah, I was just, I, I, he didn't say a trigger. I was looking for the trigger point. Like, okay, what did they all say? Or just have him, he just, you know, just looking for opportunities to kill. So, um, Mike Jones, let's, we're not going to do that tonight. Stop. That nigga was a demon. Hey, listen, that ain't nothing but demon shit. That ain't human. That that wasn't a human. This man took glee and is enjoying reliving, telling his tale. You know how we all tell our stories when we were young. Sometimes that made you feel good and we get happy at, the, at certain thoughts and memories. This motherfucker was reliving his moments. He was getting excited, you know? Like this man was enjoying telling his stories of how he killed these women. And you know what? The sad reality is a lot of these women made it easy for him to do so. I'm not placing blame. I'm not saying it's cause and effect, but a lot of these women made his killing much easier than it had to be. So the one, the last confession, the sister went to a party with family and friends, leaves with the man. Okay. I know what happens. I know a few women that have, you know, left with a friend, go with friends and leave with the man, have a one night stand. That's cool. But if shit goes left, who, who are you going to get mad at? You know, an opportunist is an opportunist period. So they're always looking for opportunities. Don't give them the, don't give them the opportunity. You know, I had a friend, I lost a, I lost a good friend over an argument. I told the story before, but for those that are new or, you know, I had a friend and, uh, she went to a, a party with her, her girlfriend. Right. And they brought back three guys to the friend's apartment. Her friend goes upstairs with one guy leaves my former friend downstairs with two guys. Well, they run a train on her against her will and she tells me about it and I said well that's your fault I flat out told her like that's your fault where were, for one I said that's you and your friend's fault but mainly that's your fault where was your friend upstairs with the with one, one guy leaving you downstairs with two guys so y'all basically brought home strangers so what ended up happening was she called the police filed a complaint they did the rape kit test, all this extra shit. Guess what the DA does? 
Now, mind you, these was niggas. Two white girls go out to a party, bring back home three niggas. One nigga upstairs with one white girl, two niggas downstairs with one, one white girl, right? Guess what the racist evil DA does? Drop the fucking charges. You know why? The DA said because there was alcohol involved. All parties were intoxicated. Case dropped. Niggas. This was in Indiana. Clan country. Evil white people, racist white people. They dropped a case. They dropped a, a rape case on two niggas on a white gear on a white chick. She was my former best friend. Of like 20 years. She was my former best friend for about 20 years. And I said that was your fault. Was I wrong? I didn't judge her. I just say, hey, that that was your fault. You give an opportunist an opportunity, they're going to take it. And every, yeah, that was former best friend. So we, our friendship never recovered from that. <laughs> never recovered from that. My wife would tell you, she knows, this, she knows the story. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, it ain't even about, listen, I'm not here to, I, I what I'm not, what I don't do is put caps or limits on women expressing their sexuality. Listen, and women have the right to be whatever they want to be, express themselves however they express themselves. But what they tend to have a problem with is the consequences that come from expressing themselves, taking chances and risk and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? There is a such thing as cause and effect. That's the natural law of order of the universe. You cause something, there are effects behind it. And for I think for far too long, some women have been operating in and under the guise that, well, it shouldn't, there should be no repercussions for my, for my poor decisions and life will remind you, life will remind you like this case here with the, 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 they keep harping about the black woman with the bumble date. Right. And, you know, at first law enforcement didn't want to do anything with, with the, with the potential suspect because they deemed him a nice guy. Come to find out he has ties to law enforcement. Fine. They're doing it now. Internal invest, uh, internal affairs is doing an investigation. That's great. But guess what? The same black woman was on Twitter talking about, I don't, I don't want to deal with you colored. What? You, oh, okay. Well, then let the white folk help your family out. Cause it's your family out here crying in front of these news cameras, begging and pleading. You know, the white justice system for justice, you know, and you got black women looking at black men like, why ain't y'all saying something? Well, wait, black men have been saying something, but you expect them to do something because this woman just said she was done with coloreds. Coloreds? Who the fuck uses that term coloreds? Who uses the term coloreds? Who calls black people coloreds? Like another black person calling another black person colored. Nigga, for real? Man, bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck out of here. I don't want to turn this into that type of uh, discussion. That's the, I let them niggas down the street have that shit. But I'm just saying the nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Ah, I'm over it. I'm over it. Um, 
I'm over it. I'm over it. So yeah, that was my, it's been on an hour and a half serial killer breakdown. Um, yeah. Oh, um, I want to talk about Drakeo real quick. Drakeo's family wants to sue live nation. And this is another example of, uh, cause and effect. So now Drakeo's family wants to sue live nation for Drakeo being stabbed because he wanted to fight at a concert at a show. Do do you, do y'all see that the, the lack of accountability on black people's part, not, it's not anything about the women, but the fact that these, they're trying to sue this, the promoter because this nigga and his crew decided to get into a fight and he just got the, he got the, the bad end of, of a, of a, of a blade to his neck. Now it's the promoter's fault for not providing enough security. Do y'all see the nonsense in this, in this shit? But, um, yeah, that, that's my little shit for tonight. I'm not going to keep you all up. It's, it's late as hell. And I got a bunch of videos to, to work on for tomorrow and the next day. Um, so yeah, with that being said, <laughs> yeah. I, hey man, listen, come on, man. Uh, you can't, you can't even get, you can't even get mad. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Like this. <laughs> listen well she hey guess what she got dragged in real life because now she ain't she ain't breathing i i bruh listen i don't even that's why i don't don't entertain these conversations because guess what nothing will get resolved there will be no understanding there no there will be no compromise there will be no meeting of the minds that's why conversations like that are a waste of time and energy i don't even bother with that shit anymore Either you're a woman that gets it or you don't. If you don't, we have, uh, that's okay. You have that. You know what I'm saying? I got enough with this one right here. <laughs> so, um, according to Jane, what, what, do you, what do I feel about Travis Scott? Um, he did what he's supposed to do. He understood the assignment. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll, 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 he'll be back bigger and better than, than ever. So he going to be all right. Hey man, I'm just saying it is what it is. Come on. Yo, listen, listen, you know, I get it. Dating apps is the, is the new thing and, and all this, this is what they kind of want for people to not engage in real time interactions where people get to know somebody. The whole process of courting is no longer, and you're just meeting people off the internet, which is, you know, I, it's a natural thing to do with technology and everything. But yo, um, oh, and then they found the condom with semen in it. So that means she had sex with this man, this man she barely knew off this dating, this dating site. Yo, you took a, you, she took a, a risk, a gamble, and she lost. And now your family's out here looking crazy. Like, what the fuck I look like trying to ride for, uh, you know, a, a chick that's like refers to my type as a colored, you know, y'all going to hold that L I'm sorry. Her family went to hold that L the, the mama, the daddy, the brothers. Sorry, bruh. Like the path your, 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 your daughter chose the wrong path. And now you want the community to rally around and, and seek justice from them people. I don't know what, what, what do you honestly expect is going to happen? Okay. So they may charge the guy, right? The, 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 um, 
The coroner already deemed it an accidental death. So they're already framing this case for him to, to walk away, right? To the, to the black family of this woman. The, the, they've already found semen in the condom, right? We're, we're just waiting on a toxicology report. Um, and and um, they've already ruled it an, an accident. There's, where's the foul play at? Where's the foul play? You know, so because how your daughter felt, she was better than everybody. And she put a certain race of people on the pedestal. She thought, hey, have at it. We're not mad at you. We're not mad at do, do what thou wilt. But like I said, at the end of the day, you know, when your lights get put out, don't look, <laughs> it ain't our job. Let your family fight that, that uphill battle looking for justice and they're not going to find it. She ain't going to rest in peace. The family ain't going ain't gonna to find no peace. I'm just, it is what it is. Next, next story, next story. So, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, do you ask me if, do I feel bad? Come on, man. People die every day. B that's what cam said. So cam said people die every day. B. All right. So let me get up out of here. Um, wish all y'all a good night. Do me a favor. Hit the like button on your way out. And, uh, let me read this goddamn spiel. Uh, where the fuck is it? Wait, what questions do you have? What, what questions? What woman? What you want to, what you want to ask me? This woman is like 15 feet that way. You want to ask me shit. What do you want to ask me? How the fuck you want to ask me a question? Exactly. Okay. So while she's getting her questions together, um, uh, shit, super slot 75, heavily flawed individual on the wake up radio, www on the, on the wake of radio.com replays can always be found on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, Apple podcast, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google play and anchor for the replays. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Talk about the battle for LA. I'm sorry. What is that? What is that? The battle for LA. What is that? What's the battle for LA? I'm, I don't understand. I asked him and he's ignoring. What am I? Woman. Retype the freaking question in the damn chat. Motherfucker, I ain't going up nowhere. You better retype the question in the damn chat. Oh, I did a video about that. It was 1942 when the aliens came to LA and it was a, they were shooting at the shit. I, yeah, I did that shit years ago, man. No, no, you know, I did that years ago. I mean, that's what the movie, um, the movie that came out with Aaron Eckhart, Battle for LA. That was the movie based off of that. So yeah, there was, uh, aliens came to town. The U.S. was shooting at them. It was a firefight. And that was pretty much it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up Charlie Bow 313 channel. And no, I don't look at other people's channels like that for a reason. 
for a reason. Be nice to her. Man, listen, y'all don't understand how much hell this woman gives me. Y'all, you know what? See, that's how that's, but I respect y'all women sticking together. See, I see, man, do y'all see how they do that? They stick together. Be nice to her, Sly. You don't know what the fuck she done did to me all day today, but I better be nice to her. Was it known how they got caught or better yet, why they're associated with sexual deviancy? Wait, in regards to what though? What are we talking about? What are you talking about? Crickets. How they got caught or better yet, why they're associated. I don't know any these mother. Listen. Motherfuckers like weird sex. The black woman. Do your, do your own fucking research. <laughs> Wait, liberal would say slash join the toxic masculinity. I listen, my masculinity is very toxic. I will beat you over the head and, with this club and drag you by your hair. I'm very toxic. I'm the epitome of toxic masculinity. I yell, uh, I throw things. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. I tell you to shut up, get the fuck out of my face off my phone <laughs> I do all that shit <laughs> uh his channel I did not know black people in yeah man listen I, I don't listen no this I don't need to see nobody's channel to see poor or homeless black people mainly black men you know what I see a lot of out when I'm out and about I see a lot of homeless black men I see a lot of homeless Mexican men what I don't see uh are homeless Black women like that, I don't see I, I, an occasional homeless white chick, right? But every state I've driven to, and I go through all the, the major metropolitan cities, every football stadium, every baseball stadium, every basketball stadium, guess what? There's 10 cities and there's a bunch of fucking black men living in them. Go if all my New Orleans people, this is how you know I'm telling the truth. Go to the fucking Mercedes Benz where the Saints play. And where you when you pull out down and then there's the the exit to the highway and you got the viaduct and the freeway and the stadium's right there and it's this fucking tent city. Right? Because you can turn left going to the stadium. It's a bunch of tent cities right fucking there. Right right by the goddamn Mercedes Benz stadium. People in New Orleans, confirm what the, what the fuck I just said. Confirm what I just said. <laughs> she said, you do all the, I, listen, I do that and then some. She'd be like, why are you always yelling at me? <laughs> I don't be trying to yell, but, you know, I just be like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen a homeless Asian. Hey, Rose Gold, what, girl, what's, what's up with the interview? I've been looking for you. I shoot. Wait, I shoot at my man. I'm toxic feminine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. All righty then. No, but for real, Rose Gold, where's it? What's up with the interview? What's what's going on? What's going on with that? Uh, go to Phoenix, white folk walking around in pajamas, robes, <laughs> bedroom slippers, bedroom sets on the street corner. Man, see, Tucky, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Right by Mercedes Benz State. Listen, it ain't you can walk from where that that exit of the highway where it goes north and south, and then you turn left, and you can walk to the fucking stadium. Like, cause when you're driving down the freeway, 
it's on your left side if you're coming from that that way of the highway and the mercedes benz big ass and it's right and you pull off and then there's the lights and you can go back up and you go to the left or the right and this tent cities homeless black men you know mentally ill they're walking down the street talking to themselves even out here i see black men walking around talking to themselves like man come on man listen I ain't trying to add to the whole black man is costing America $50 billion in economic. That's bullshit. But the majority of homeless people I see are black men. I'll just say men, period. I'll say men, period. I see a little bit of white man here, uh, Mexican men here and there, but I see a shitload of black men. I see more men homeless than anything else. And these motherfuckers walking around, uh, shirts off, talking to themselves, uh, dancing on, uh, on, on the side of the road, walking in the middle of the fucking street, pushing fucking carts, got a fucking dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I see this shit every fucking day, every fucking day. So I don't need to see nobody's channel to know about the homeless shit. I, I listen, I done been, I probably driven through 40 States in this country, in this, in this country, easily 40 States, easily 40 States, easily. And every fucking major city I hit homelessness tents and and shit okay see you see them running fucking power wires from the the hood stores right they'll steal the electricity you see extension cords to heaters into the fucking tent like don't play with me man i just see this shit all the goddamn time yeah 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 so you know i'm okay exactly what i'm talking about exactly wait i got your email i did email you i did Rose Gold, I did email you. Like for real, for real. Right, right. Okay. Rose Gold, is it is it it's iCloud, right? Matter of fact, let me look you up right fucking now. Boop, 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 boop. Which email did I send it from though? It might have been this one. So let me test this theory, ma'am. Yeah. See? Interview. A sap and I'm going to put an angry face, right? I'm going to put an angry face and I'm going to, and I'm going to type ma'am. I just emailed you. <laughs> uh, I'm Haitian. I know how to deal with toxic. Oh Lord, Lord. Listen, I'm down with the toxic femininity. So we'd be two toxic motherfuckers together. Okay. The people yeah, here in Vegas live in the sewers like the Ninja. Oh my God, bro. Stop playing, bro. Not the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> my man said the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I saw when we went down there close to, to Riverwalk. Crazy, man. Crazy. Crazy. But why is that? Take a guess. Pick one. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's scores of homeless black men, scores of them. And a lot of them are need mental, mental health. They need mental help. Like, listen, I don't ride through the hoods, but you know, come on, man. My hood pass is still good though. All right. My hood pass is still good. I don't use it, but it's still, it's still valid. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Ah, uh, shit. Okay, is the white man homeless and they stay in the woods? That's funny. That's funny. Okay, you live in San Fernando. I see that every day. Okay, you're right up the street from me then. We ain't too far. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, in Georgia, they live out by the woods. Girl, you better be careful before you hear that motherfucking. <laughs> the movie Deliverance. Yeah, you, when you hear that. Oh, you have a new iCloud. Oh. See, she's like, she's ready to like, slide you full of shit. See, she have a new iCloud. Ain't that something? I'll log into the old one. Okay. I didn't know San Fran had a, a black ghetto that size. I mean, it's just not even that, but it's just, um, you ain't gotta look hard. Like if you do enough traveling, just driving through, you ain't gotta look, you're not even looking for the shit. It just, it's there. I didn't see that when you try, I don't know where you be going. Listen, everybody know when I'm on the road, I'm on the road. I hit every, I'm going everywhere. Uh, the Mercedes Benz stadium sounds like Paul Brown. I'm telling you it is. I'm telling you. Cause it, when I, when I came back, was coming back, I've seen this shit. I was like, this, okay, this is when we broke into the mausoleum to uh, go see Soldier, Soldier Slim's, uh, his tomb, right? The mausoleum, it was closed, me and Necessary. I need to repost that. Did I repost that? It's in the Marriage and Mayhem channel. But anywho, me and her broke into the goddamn mausoleum so we could place a, a saint's flag and put some money in his, in, in, on the, in the crevice of his, of his tomb. And, and, and the, the, the mausoleum that he's buried in, it's in the fucking hood. Okay. Where keep it techie at? Techie, where you at? Techie, techie know what I'm talking about. So the mausoleum that Soldier Slim is buried in, it's a big ass. It's three stories tall. It has elevators. All right. We broke into this motherfucker, still under the gate. And... I forget the section corner. He's, he's off in the corner. He's, his tomb is in the corner next to, it's on the third floor, right? And it's on the corner and you can look out and see the hood. And his mausoleum is, his tomb is right there, right in the middle. And we place an offering and this shit's dead, dead smack in the fucking hood. Techie, where you at? Confirm what I'm talking about. Where Techie at so he, he can confirm what I'm talking about. My hood pass is good. <laughs> Wherever I go. <laughs> ah, shit. Wait, when the road broke out in March 2020, all the homeless people disappeared in my city. And two weeks later, they were back on the corner. Oh, that's fucked up. Interesting. That's where he had a whole damn nest. Uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Not a whole bird nest. Yes, a whole bird nest. See, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like, I be out here in these streets, man. Quit playing with me. In the hood. Hell yeah. Listen. You need to get out more and, and make it make it a point to uh, you know, I don't know what you, where you be going, but where I be going, I be seeing this shit. I don't be looking for it, but you know, so I'm just waiting for Rose Gold to, uh, confirm ma'am. All right. 
Uh, right. Same here. Um, it was because of the election. Every election, they house the homeless for two weeks, and then once it's over, they let them back out. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Hey, 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 hey. Burr, burr. <laughs> Listen, the gate, right? The main gate. Um, it's the wrought iron gate, and like it was locked because we were we there after hours. It was after five, and it's locked. And the 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 wrought iron gate at the bottom of it, the bars are uneven. So we slid. Actually, actually, she rolled, but I slid underneath. We slid underneath the hole, and and in the in the gate. And it took us about 45 minutes to find his tomb. That's how big that particular, uh, uh, that site is. Like I said, it's just three stories tall and it's, it's, it's a bunch on one side and then back in the middle and then on the other side. And we went through every motherfucking section, top to bottom, looking for that man's tombstone. We found that motherfucker at about 45 minutes. By the time we found that shit, it was dark. So we went, we were already there at the five o'clock. It was like twilight. By the time we found that man's grave, it was dark. <laughs> and it was time to go. It was time to go. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Oh, yo. Yo, I'm a, I'm a, me and Nick are going to talk about that. Listen, at the end of the day, I think Nick, I think Nick can agree to this. Ukraine belongs to Russia. Okay. That's, that's the simplest way I can frame that. Just like, just like Hawaii used to belong to Japan. Right. So what if Japan said, you know what? We want Hawaii back because people forget, you know, Hawaii used to belong to Japan, like literally in this particular century, like the 1920s or thirties, I think it was annexed in the thirties. Someone correct me on that one, but you know, what, what do you do if Japan says we want, we want, we want Hawaii back? You know what I'm saying? So Russia wants back what's, what's rightfully theirs, but I'm, I'm gonna let Nick, me and Nick and, and, and truth, we're going to break that shit down. Um, hopefully soon. Like, I don't want to wait till Sunday, but, um, if, if, you know, whenever they're free, like the earliest they're free, we'll, we'll get into all that. Just like, just like, uh, China wants Taiwan back. Right. Just like China wants Taiwan back. So you have three countries where their former countries want them back under their fold. Well, two actually. But like I said, what if Japan wakes up one day and says we want we want Hawaii back? What you going to do? You know? Yeah, everything belongs. That's all, all. That's all of them. Yeah. Yeah. But do I see anything popping off? I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, what I think about Aquamation and the future of implanting souls into AI. I mean, they're already doing it, man. Like it, it just now came out all the frozen bodies and heads. Like how long do we know about Walt Disney's head being frozen? You know? So now it's like, Oh, they're reporting. They got the frozen bodies and, and cryostasis. No shit. So they've already been doing it. They've already been chipping for the, are those REM three clones? That's, you know, but if you're into that type of stuff, um, Mexicans taking back Cali, man, listen, <laughs> they're like, you can have Texas. We're going to take California back. <laughs> hey, when what's going on? Yeah. 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 I, I, like I said, I don't see nothing happening between, um, that shit over there. 
Japan belongs to America now. Wait, 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 Techie. Uh, for anybody that want to know, the bodies are buried above ground because of the major part of New Orleans is under sea level. That's right. It is literally a bowl, which is why I don't understand why people still live in that, in that type of, uh, you know, environment. Every year that shit floods, you know? It, yeah, it's exactly a fishbowl. That's exactly what it is. Okay, so 1920s, China had Hawaii, but before China had it, it was copper skin people. It was after 20. Yeah, they started looking like Jackie Chan. I mean, yeah, even even when, when they dropped the, uh, when they bombed uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, those were dark-skinned Japanese people. Pay attention. You go back and watch that old uh, U.S. military footage. Those people, they bombed, those Japanese, they were, those were dark-skinned Japanese people. And then ever since then, they've been pretty light-skinned. I could be wrong. What if France wanted, wait, wait, wait. What if France wanted Louisiana back with that shit-ass person? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, my great-grandparents were buried in trees in Louisiana. Oh, shit. Interesting. Uh, if they revive Walt Disney, would his racist mindset be revived too? Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? They're not going to reprogram him. Right? And then people forget why the steamboat really, because he was afraid of mice. Like, um... Not to get off subject, but to get off subject. Someone had, in the comments has said, yo, what if, why did Walt Disney use a mouse to drive the steam? Listen, Walt Disney had a fear of, of mice and rats. That's where Mickey Mouse comes from. Embrace your fears and then monetize it and turn it into, a, and, and turn it into an oligarch, basically. Uh, I heard a lot, of, a lot of the Japanese people are of Korean descent. Uh, more is made to China and taught the martial arts. Hey man, I'm not going to argue against that. I've, I've read some documents and the one brother that was from Africa that traveled over there and taught everybody a certain martial art. Hey, I'm up to speed on that, bro. I'm up to speed on it. I'm up to speed on it. You know, I, I do a little research here and there. I do all right. But Hey, I'm gonna get up out of here. It's late for me. I know it's late for y'all. Um, Rose, hurry up and make make the damn password so we can get this, this live stream popping, me and you. Uh, Disney hated women because of his real-life stepmother. That's why and basically every story had an evil stepmother. Yeah. She's sharp. She's sharp. Ma'am, stop commenting and reset the password. I need you to reset the password. Uh, my dad's people used to be bootleggers in, in Arkansas in the thirties to the fifties. Dangerous business. Okay. I'm out of here. Y'all have a good night. Peace.